Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. So, so I guess you thought it was a game. See, I'm not, uh, Bishop is still praying for me. I, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rider. Yeah. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to mess with me. You don't want to what? Mess with me. See, I'm, I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Straight shot, no chase. With your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Choose a side or step aside. Tesla, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chase. You know, being is nice, I'm going to get a little bit rough. I organize from block to block. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro, with Straight Shot, No Chaser with Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. Today, I am interviewing the great Willie D, the infamous known as Willie D with Ghetto Boys. Those of you who don't know, you better ask somebody, go look it up, go in your archives, look at those who are the founders of hip hop, particularly when we talk about hip hop in the South. Willie D now has been involved in quite a few political endeavors from activism, from running for office, uh, still, but still holding on to his roots, where he's from, who he is, who he represents, a great shit talker. 
on Instagram and he does his own Willie D live that gets into the heart of things and just gives the people straight with no chase. Very similar to me. I asked Willie to come on today because I wanted to have a straight up conversation, raw, unscripted, no questions in advance, just Willie D and Tesla T. I like that. They kind of rhymed. My middle name is T. Today, we're going to talk to him about where we are in this political space. They call it the most consequential election of our lifetime, but Willie and I share very similar beliefs on how this is affecting black people, how black people move through this space. It's great to talk about people of color. It's great to talk about uh, other nationalities. But obviously, uh, Willie has a heart for black folks, just as I do. And that's why I have him on today and why his voice was so critical uh, before we move forward this November election. Welcome, Willie D. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, I know you from one shit talker to the next. (laughs) I know this is going to be an explosive show. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Let's get straight to it. I, and, 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 I, and I appreciate all the work that you do. You're a stand-up person. You're a stand-up woman. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do what you do. And I know sometimes you take hits, unnecessary hits. and But some of those hits are necessary, you know, and what they don't understand that, uh, that uh, all they're doing is making you stronger every time, you know, they come with it. So I appreciate what you do. That's exactly it. Thank you so much. I'm honored by you saying that because one of the most important things to me, you know, I always talk about when people say, well, you know, I don't like Trump and you don't have to like Trump. But one thing for sure is he's a gangster. And I'm looking for gangsters in our, you know, on our side, you know, of the of the playing field, whether it be Democrats, independent, whoever it is that's pushing for black people. And sometimes, you know, that means saying things that are not popular. You've done a few of those things with pushing the line and saying, you know, what are black people getting out of this? First, let's deal with this. It's a lot of entertainers, especially big homies from your generation that are now getting more involved in the political space. And that seems to be a threat to the old school mentality, the grassroots mentality. I know why it's a threat, because they know that the same way you push the line on on that side in the music industry and entertainment, not being scared, not being no punks. When you bring that to politics, it one challenges those who are against us. But two, it exposes those who have pretending to be with us all along when they have not been. What do you say to people that say entertainers just need to shut up and rap and leave the politics to the experts, if you will. What do you say to them, Willie? Go to hell. <laughs> That's off the jump. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that believe that you, you let people do what they do. You know, that, that should not be a limit on what a person should be able to do or what they want to do. I mean, I, I, I'm not one of those type of people that look at people and say, oh, you need to be just in this lane or this lane or that lane. There's, it, there are some entertainers out there who are worthless. I mean, the world would be better better off without them. I get it. But there are also a, a lot of entertainers that I know personally who are thought-provoking, giving, insightful people that, that love the people for real. Why, why, why would I mm-hmm. try to put them in that same nothing box that I would put a Kanye West in? You dig? Why would I do that to them? These people have been solid and they've done a lot more than many of our elected officials have done. They get paid to work for the people, to serve the people. And you have some celebrities who have jumped out there and done even more than they've done. Mm-hmm. And they're called on time and time and time again. And they've selflessly given of themselves their time, their money, their resources. So uh, I salute anybody that's on the front lines and that's 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 given because that's more than one way to protest. A lot of times when we think protest, we think we got to be loud. 
we think we have to get out on the front line and wave wave the, the flag or wave the sign and or whatever. I mean, there's so many ways to protest. You can protest with your money. You can protest by boycotting. You can protest by financing someone who's not afraid to say the things that you are afraid to say mm-hmm. or that you can't really say because you're restricted by maybe you, your what you do with your work or whatever. So you can protest by organizing. You can protest by giving uh, rides to the protesters, you know, pro- providing transportation, mm-hmm. donating. There's so many ways to protest. You can protest. You, you can protest by not allowing yourself to get caught up in this system and ending up in jail with a 20, 30, 40 year bid where you don't have access to your children. Mm-hmm. You know, you can protest by building generational wealth, starting it right now. You know, there's all kinds of ways to, of protesting. So when people say things like that, mostly the people who say stay in your lane are people who are th- either threatened by you getting in that lane or it's somebody who ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people that don't do shit are the ones who talk the absolute most shit. They always run in their damn mouths. They're the first ones to jump on social media and make a comment. They're, it doesn't matter. In, in some cases, man, it doesn't matter what a person does. They always got some criticism. So I would just say to those people, you know, they can go to hell, you know, like because the world didn't make me and the world ain't going to break me. How do you balance? Because. Because I know you criticize. I I think one of the things, the the misconceptions is when we're standing for black people and say we deserve more for our vote. Democrats haven't done enough. They they like to automatically put that meaning pro-Trump, which is not the case. You have been very clear about criticizing President Trump and very clear about where you stand in the Republican side. But at the same time, you have, which is what I do, been very clear about how we have not gotten our just due. How do you balance making sure that they don't put you into the Kanye West? Is it because of your credibility with the streets? Because people know who you are. They know what you do. They know that it's authentic. But how do you make sure that you're not, you know, I guess being pro-Trump? Because right now we're, we're about 40 plus days, 30 days or so from the election. And it's either you're helping, you're hurting, or you're standing down. Where do you see yourself in, in that equation? And do you believe you're you're helping more people get to the polls? Or you, you just feel that you're supposed to keep ringing the alarm that we need to still ask for more? I think, that man, that is an excellent question. And I think that I, I fall somewhere in between there, asking for more and holding my vote hostage. You know, like I, I, I just don't believe in rewarding bad behavior. You know, and and I and I know a lot of black people don't want to hear. They like, man, let's get Trump out by any means necessary. But come on, man, we got a whole. I mean, we can't ignore what Biden has done. That would be hypocritical to me to not acknowledge that Biden has has done a lot of damage to the black community. You know, with his with his with his policies. You know, that 94 crime bill decimated the black community. Biden authored that damn bill. How can we just get, automatically just give him a pass? Now, when I say that, people, oh, man, you're going to make him vote for Trump? No, you're a damn fool if you're black and you vote for Trump, especially you are a, a super damn fool if you vote for Trump. But I'm saying that you still got to call it out. It's like, you know, if, if you have, if you have a, if you have a child who 
is uh, you have two kids and, you know, you call out the actions of one and it doesn't mean that that you don't it doesn't mean that you favor the other child over that child. It just means that you're holding that other kid accountable for their actions. And people don't want to hold Biden accountable for their actions because they feel like, well, if we hold him accountable, it's going to make people not vote for him. And like, no, if we hold him accountable, it's going to make him give us what we need. He got the power to give us what we need. Let me tell you something. The difference in Republicans and the Democrats is this is not it's just it's just semantics. It's just titles, because you got to think about it. Where has the Democrats and the Republicans been all of these years when all of these atrocities have been happening to black people? When we voted Republican, well, Republican, where were the Democrats who said, well, you know, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all ride with the Republicans, you know, and that's what you get. So reverse it now that black people are primarily Democrats. Where have the Republicans been while the Democrats have been not doing their job? Because I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, those Democratic cities, they're all bad and blah, blah. Well, those Democratic cities have a fair amount of Republicans in those seats in City Hall. They have a fair amount of, of, of Republicans running those cities. So where are the Republicans when the Democrats are fucking up everything? If you love us so much, how do you let the Democrats treat us so badly? Mm-hmm. Why do you let this happen? We, we don't need to vote for you mm-hmm. for you to do the right thing. If you are in office and you have this kind of power, why aren't you using your power to better things? Why are you saying, are you saying that, well, unless you vote for me, I can't do nothing for you. No, I tell you, I submit to you that the Republicans have been sitting at the table all along, just like the Democrats, when everything, when the Republicans are doing messed up things to, to vote down initiatives that can help black people, where have the Democrats been? They've been right there at the damn table shaking hands and negotiating the whole time. They've been laying up in the bed with these Republicans, literally sleeping with them, having sex, having babies with them, and then going out there outside that door practicing white supremacy and black oppression. This is what they've been doing. That's right. And leaving us in the wet spot. That's one of the things I always talk about. You know, who gets left in the wet spot? It has been us. You know, what bothers me and people say, oh, you know, somebody must be paying you to say it. Tell me where the check is that stands up for black people. (laughs) Where where is that check at? Because it's not a profitable business. Let's be clear about that. The check is in selling out the black people. That's where the check at. That's right. That's right. That's right. And when I hear people, I say, you got this shit all confused. It would be so much easier if I just... Go on the other side and say, you know what? Y'all need to focus on black on black crime. Don't worry about what, you know, the Democrats right. are, are either be a Republican or be a Democrat and push every line that they have and every talking point. that That's where the check is. There's no check in this shit right here. Fighting for black right. folks has never been a profitable business. And when I look at people say, well, you know, why entertainers? I am glad that the homies are in, especially the big homies from the generational music that I grew up because of the influence, the authenticity, the respect. I come from a place where there is like big homies matter, mm-hmm. you know, where 
where, where you come from and what you represent and who you're held accountable to, not these politicians, but to these streets. And so I am elated, even if it's something I don't agree with that everybody's doing, whether it's you, Diddy, Cube, whoever, everybody. But just for the simple fact that you're coming out and speaking out when there's more to lose, which I call the consequences of consciousness, there's more to lose behind you speaking out than there is to gain. Right. Exactly. There is Let no check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time for those in the back. Yeah. There's more to lose than there is to gain. I call it the consequences of consciousness. Yeah. It would it would be so much more profitable to you if you were willing to sell us out and they brought you in and say, hey, cut a record to do this or do that. But what you have done is created a platform, a base, influence, having influence in the streets, particularly in the hood, particularly in Houston, and being able to say, listen, we got to go in a different direction. And I come from a school of thought where... Those who have, you know, you, you have your civil rights leader I, leaders. I, I feel that. I get that. We respect them. But when you look at the 90s hip hop era, like what really raised me and what shaped my opinion and, and what had me move in these streets. That's really, you know, what I tell people I hold myself accountable to. When we talk about the 94 crime bill, I'm talking about my homies. I'm talking about my family. I'm talking about people that literally just got off probation last month. When I hear people say, oh, so long ago, well, see, that tell me everything I need to know. You don't know nobody ever did no time. Because mm-hmm. if you knew anybody ever did time, you would know that there's people still on probation right now as we talk that ju- are just got off recently behind the 94 crime bill. And I just can't forget that. When I just can't just pass that over and say, well, you know, I'm just going to forget that and just move on. No, we have to hold him accountable to say, listen, this is what we're looking for. And Biden has yet to atone. He has yet to say, you know what? I fucked up. He's listened to a lot of these grassroots folks who say, you know, just move past, just say that black people told you to do it. Okay, all that may be true. We mm-hmm. blasting them out too. It's not just Biden. I'm blasting out anybody who was with it. But to have the the level of arrogance to not even admit, okay, I probably should go in a different direction. That's my problem. So mm-hmm. when you ran for office, Willie, what made you say, you know what? I am not just going to talk about the problem, but I am going to, you know, get try to get the power in my hands. Tell me why you ran for office and, and what that was like uh, in Houston, Texas. Before I tell you that, I want to go back to something that you said about not always agreeing. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that we don't have to agree with everything that somebody we support says. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with us, we're very emotional people. Look, I can post a hundred videos in a row where I'm riding for the people. I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding, and everybody loving it. Oh, really, that's my man, that's my man, that's my man. I'll post one video that they disagree with, that somebody disagree with. Oh, you cooning, man. See, that's why I don't mess with niggas. They trust them entertainers. Da, 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 da. All this type of stuff. We have to understand, like, I have... I have a very uh, basic way of of judging or, or, or looking at people that I support and how I continue to support that person. When it comes to this thing called black progress, blackness, all I got to do is know that you love black people. If I think you love black people for real and your actions are going to show me, not what you say, your actions, your, the totality of your actions, not one act, your actions. So if I see that you have a history of riding for black people and looking out for your people and supporting your people, if you make a mistake, I am not going to condemn you and I am not going to publicly humiliate you. I am going to, if I know you, 
I'll probably give you a phone call after you cool off or whatever, because I know everybody probably calling you at the same time. So I'll probably wait a little while, then give you a call. Or, you know, I'll just give you your space because I know you'll figure it out because I know who you are at heart. But we got so many of us, man, as, as soon as somebody say something that they don't like, oh, they go all the way in. Now, let me tell you something. We can't afford any more enemies. They hate us worldwide. America has done a great hit job on our image worldwide. So there are people that hate us and don't even know why. We ain't did shit to them, but they hate us because of America's propaganda machine, AKA the media. Mm -hmm. The media is in cahoots, has been in cahoots with the government from day one to assassinate our character worldwide. And why would they do that? A slowpoke might ask. Well, they do that so that they can justify the mistreatment of black people. If they make us out to be savages, they make us out to be less than, then in the eyes of those who are standing on the sideline, we get what we get. So this is why they do what they do. So it's important for us, those of us who are on the front lines and those, who are, those of us who are riding, to, to make sure that we don't get emotionally caught up and be trying to, you know, come after people that's, that, that, that we know that have put in work, that got a history of putting in work for our people. Now, to answer your question about the reason why I ran is because I said, well, hell, why not me? I know this neighborhood. I know the people. The people know me. I've been putting in work for 30 years. I didn't just start doing this. I didn't just decide, okay, man, this looks like an opportunity. Let me jump on this so I can get in office and get some money and get some clout. I already got clout <laughs> going in. I already got a name. A lot of people become politicians uh, for the celebrity because right. politicians, to a great extent, are celebrities them th themselves. Uh, oftentimes, they're in the news more than celebrities are in the news. That's true. So, so a lot of these 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 politicians, uh, these people become politicians so that they can get that celebrity type treatment, that star treatment. Mm -hmm. And so, so I already have all of that. So I'm going in and I've got money. The mm -hmm. job that I'm going for don't even pay me a scratch of what the kind of money I make for real. That's it. So so I'm going in to fight. Oh, yeah. And you can't buy me because when I was running, I had a dude sat down and try to talk to me, talk to me about the little old brown bag meeting, you know, they going to come at you. So I'll take a meeting. I'll sit down and meet with, the, I'll meet with the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. If you got something to say, you know, I'll meet with you. This what what you talking about? If I feel like we can move the needle, like I wouldn't meet with Donald Trump because I don't feel like I can move the needle with that dude. He's evil personified. But if I think we can move the needle, I'll meet with you. So I met with him. And then at the end, they're like, well, look here, man. I don't rock like that, bro. So you have a good day. You know, because I already know, first and foremost, if you're black and you're trying to become a politician, man, they're going to be all up your ass trying to find something on mm -hmm. you. Like any black person that's in any professional position are going to be, they're going to have their credentials challenged daily. They're going to, it's always going to always be trying to figure out something wrong with you. That's why I trust black professionals more than I trust 
any other type of professionals. Now, we've been brainwashed collectively to not trust black professionals, but I trust black professionals because I understand those who who have the work that's, that, that it takes to get on the level down, these doctors, these lawyers, these lawyers, scientists, entrepreneurs, I understand that they got to do so much more just to get the same type of action as their counterparts that they're going to make sure they do everything. They're going to go above and beyond the call of duty, you know, to, to make sure that they're on point and that they don't mess up. And if they do mess up, they're going to try to get it right with you. Where a lot of these other people, they know they're going to get second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, sixth chance, and on and on and on. But if you're black, they're going to be all over you. Mm -hmm. So imagine me running for city council. I'm black. Not I'm not just a black man, but... Um, an entertainer on top of that. Mm -hmm. So the microscope is all over me. So I already know, even if I had the uh, inkling, you know, <laughs> of, uh, you know, uh, 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 putting myself out there like that, I, I wouldn't do that because mm -hmm. uh, that would be like committing suicide. So I ran in short because I didn't believe there was no... no any any better candidate out there than me because mm -hmm. I was already doing the work. Yeah. And that's what it really comes down to. I, I ran for office for about two months, but I got off the ballot immediately because I was afraid I was going to get a felony straight up. You know, I didn't want to have to slap nobody. I had to because people push you. They feel yeah. that because you in yeah. that spot that, you know what I mean, that they can handle you any kind of way, talk to you any kind of way. Right. Because of what you said was on point. These politicians want to be celebrities now. They yeah. look at it not as a servant. They look at it as celebrity status. So they're willing to do anything for that celebrity status. And I wasn't willing to do anything for Willie. So you just can't come test me, try me, talk to any kind of way, slap me all upside the head. So I said, you know what, this is not the best role <laughs> for me because all of this time I've escaped a felony and I don't want to get one this late in the game yeah. <laughs> behind somebody pushing me and handling right. me any kind of way. Right. So how did you deal? Because you have street credibility. So how did you deal with, because I know there was a time or two when somebody forgot you was oh, yeah. Willie D. How oh, did you man. deal with that when you were running for office? You are good. You're very good. Okay, so here's the deal. So I already had experience with this being in the music industry. Because I'm from the streets, so once I got in the music industry, people would try me thinking that, oh, he's a celebrity, he don't want to get sued. Next thing, you know, ding, ding, fries and shake, they knocked out. They, they, I got to do the Tweety Bird dance, and, and, and now they know it's real for real. So <laughs> my thing was all, has always been I'm a man first. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to figure out how to navigate through a lot of that stuff. I got certain ways that I move now. I'm still going to get them, but I just got certain ways that I move that they can't just push that button. I do this, push this button. I do right. that. So when I, when I started into the political realm of things, it was like, they were like, they started on social media, getting on social media. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, you'll make some fine city councilman talking like that. Aren't you running for public office? Uh, you shouldn't post this or you shouldn't do this. and da, 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 da. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all same motherfuckers who voted for Trump. Right. <laughs> Y'all the same ones. Y'all the same ones that say, well, you know, Trump is. And you know what? Well, I like, well, at least he real. Uh -huh. I, I like him. I like him because he, he say what's on his mind. At least he's real. So this tells me that you think that you actually think because 
either Trump white or he's the president, that he's somehow better than me. And if you think he's better than me, you got to think that he's better than you. Mm-hmm. See, so that's a self-hate issue that you're dealing with. Like, so my thing is that has always been from music to politics to any other uh, endeavor. I'm a man first, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So anybody out there, I'm telling you right now, any one of you out there listening that may have it on your mind, if you think you're going to be able to use music or politics or a podcast or a book or a movie or any of that against me and, and try to use that as leverage to disrespect me, you got another thing coming. Like, I don't rock like that. And it's a lot of people out there who are in this, in this podcast space, who are in this YouTube space, are very, very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But, but these type of people, they hang low, they lay low, they, they go places where they, they, they don't, they pop up unannounced because their scary asses know mm-hmm. that they out there living bad and, they, and they're creating a lot of enemies. So I don't really have a problem with people coming at me like that because I kind of take care of the problems as they come. Mm-hmm. I don't let it get too far out of control. Even when they think they got away with something, I get them. You know, and I'm going to be straight up with you. I get them. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to speak to that. And for those that listen, I'm not saying, you know, promoting violence or condoning it. I'm saying it is what it is. But more importantly, I'm saying using what I said against me or using what someone else did. Or you, you know, I've said things. They've used things against me, writing articles, making up lies. You know, I'm literally standing up for black people. And you saying I'm being racist. Things like that. Yeah. Always holding something over your head. This cancel culture idea. And, and one thing that Trump has did, and people don't have to like it. But because he has completely transformed what elected officials look like, sound like, talk like, it has opened up the space for the real. Opened up the space for those to be, hey, I'm going to say what need to be said. And I'm going to put it out there. He will always get a pass. White men will always get a pass. More so than a black man ever will. But it has at least put the, the mind of, in the mind of folks that there's a different way to do politics and there's a G way of doing it. We just need somebody on our side that can handle it the same way. They can say what need to be said. That's going to push the line. That's not going to back down. Trump don't give a damn about what we feel and what we say about him. He's focused on his base, as he should. The question is, who's going to be focused on our base and focus on us and focus on the folks, you know, the votes that we give and, and hold accountable and say, I don't give a damn. If nobody agree with me. I'm building a wall. I don't care if nobody agree with me. Law and order first. You know, those are the things that, that Trump says. I don't care if you like it or not. Make America great again. Where are our elected officials? officials that are pushing the line on the federal, state, and local level. And I know there's some out there, Willie. They just don't get the shine. I'm hoping with this show and the Black Effect Podcast Network that we can bring a lot of voices of people who really are out there pushing the line by themselves and just don't have the media attention. Are you all about the NBA action? you got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures like just over the next ridge. Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I want to go back to something you said about Kanye because I picked up what you set down. You said that clearly you wasn't agreeing with the things that Kanye did because you said some celebrities are just be thrown away. Speak to me about how you feel on Kanye's move, how he's moving in that space. And if you agree or disagree, or do you think he should just sit his ass down and shut up and rap? Or do you think he should continue? Do you think some of the things that he's doing is accurate? I guess, how do you separate yourself from him and what he's doing from those who you believe are really pushing the line for black people or those who are involved in it for selfish reasons? Well, Kanye, every day, the dude is unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to say. You don't know what side he's on. You know, first... Slavery was a choice, and now you're trying to get rid of slave contracts in the music industry. You know, like every day, it's always something, but it's it's self-serving. That's the biggest problem that I have with dude. Everything that he does is self-serving. Like he's talking about now he wants to get rid of these slave contracts in the music industry, starting with his. But we already know that it's all about his. And after he get his, it's F you and everybody else, because the world revolves around Kanye West. And I just find it, I find it very uh, uh, ridiculous that so many people just are so willing to give him so many chances. Like he, he gets to say so much reckless shit about our community and he gets chance after chance after chance after chance. And I already know the only reason they do this is because the dude is famous and he makes a lot of, re- he makes records and stuff, you know, and some of them still got the college dropout and they just can't, they just can't connect the college dropout with this new Kanye West, but they don't want to throw him under the bus because they love jamming that, that record so much. So they don't want to throw him under the bus. But to me, mm-hmm. an enemy is an enemy. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. There are 
white supremacists who are black. People mm-hmm. don't understand that because white supremacy is a mentality. It is not a color. It's a mentality. And and this dude has a white supremacist type mentality. So you look, people say, well, you know, he's bipolar. Look, I look, my 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 bandmate is bipolar. All right. Uh he don't he don't throw his black, he don't blow, throw the black community under the bus. Why is it that? Yeah, let's pause right there. Yeah, because I, I was going to say that. Do you give him grace because of him being bipolar? And, no, and so no, go I, ahead. no, I don't. Because I know a lot of black, bipolar people who, look, Kanye might be bi, but he ain't bipolar. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> let's, let's make some, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, this dude. If he really, uh, if I felt like he was sincere, I, I would feel like he was sincere if he attacked the establishment too. But he don't go. He don't say bad things. He don't collectively criticize white folks. Mm-hmm. He never collectively criticizes white folks, Asian people, Hispanics, nobody. He only goes after the black community. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews is the same way. He only sees bad in his own people. He only sees problems with his own people. Why doesn't he call out white supremacy? Mm-hmm. Okay, Trump, your boy. I see you want to kiss Trump in the mouth. You want him to be your daddy. You want to bump and grind with him. I get that. Okay, that's your love on the side. But what about the other? What about the killers of Breonna Taylor? Mm-hmm. What about the cops that killed Breonna Taylor? What about the the cops that killed? Uh, the, the cops they killed uh, uh, Tamir Rice. Mm-hmm. You know what, what? What about all these killings? Of, of all of this disrespect and and the, the the discrimination. What about all of this stuff? You ain't you ain't got nothing to say about that. Oh, it's our fault. So he got a he got a blame the victim mentality when it's collectively black folks, but when it's him, he ain't got nothing to say. And when it's and it's when it's anybody else outside of black people, he has no criticism for them. This is why I say he's a coon. And this is why I say he's not for us. This is why I say he deserves any type of pain he gets. When they start talking about Kanye, well, his mama died, he ain't been the same since mama died. Yeah, my mama died too. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mama died. That's right. (laughs) I didn't start throwing black people, well, my mama died. Well, now since my mama did, I guess I can go and start throwing the black community (laughs) under the bus. That's exactly. And and you made a point, and I don't know how far you can go into that, but you said my bandmate is bipolar. And I I thought that was important that you said that, meaning you understand that people can deal with mental illness in this space and still know damn well what they're doing, still have strategy, still know, be very clear about their agenda and be very clear about, you know, the the choices that they're making. And and I don't think, you know, that would be really helpful if somebody that struggles with that could speak to that on kind because that that's that's what is coming back. Well you know he bipolar, you know bipolar. Well we get that and what you're saying is I know he bipolar, but I also know he on bullshit too. That's pretty much what you're saying. You can be on bullshit and still bipolar. It's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for him to try to use that as an excuse is disrespectful to all people who are really cha- who are really challenged with that disorder mm-hmm. you know that that that's a, that's really disrespectful because he hides behind it mm-hmm. 
First, he's a genius. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Nobody can tell me nothing, man. But you're the sway. You ain't got the answer, sway, and all this shit. He can do all this genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> well, you know, man, man. Well, you know, well, you know, well, it's Kanye, man. You know, you know, he he be going through it, man. He be no, nah, man, no, nah, no. Nah. This dude, he got to be held accountable for his actions, just like everybody else does. And all skin folk ain't kin folk. And he's mm-hmm. one of those dudes. Look, I don't want to have to say this. I mean, he's my peer in the music industry. I'm not the type of dude that just go around trying to make enemies. But I know an enemy when I see one, and I'm not going to shy away from one. If an enemy is an enemy, you get what you get. And I don't give a damn what happened to Kanye. Uh, he, he can go down today. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shed a tear. I wouldn't give a damn what happened to do because he's not on our side. He just, he just got the complexion. He got the complexion and that's it. It's so many people look at Candace Owens. She's a sellout. It's no way possible you can look at that woman and say she for us. Do you think she, she makes is, some good points sometimes? Do you look at some of the things? But like, that's how she get over. Yeah. You got to throw some good points in Because she some good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Kanye. You got to throw some good points in there to get over. You, this is how they do. They'll throw out a couple of, this is the, this coon one-on-one, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> throw out a few good points. Start off with a few. Black on black crime. Democrats have been taking advantage of us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. things that cannot be disputed. Right. Black on black crime. A lot of black men in prison. Single parent households. You know all this stuff. Throw that out, and then uh, go in heavy on go in heavy on black folks. Never skip. Gloss all the way over the reason why these things are happening. Mm -hmm. Gloss all the way over that. Make sure you don't blame any of them folks that had something to do with these policies that, that were enacted to create these conditions in the first place. Just blame the victim. Focus on that, and then we'll cut you the check. Mm-hmm. So that's what Candace Owens did. Candace Owens was like, well, you remember when she had a liberal blog? She, mm-hmm. had that liberal she was blog a Democrat first. before. Yes, yeah. she did. And she had that liberal blog. When I was challenging Democrats, she had yeah. a liberal blog. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she tried to, when she had that liberal blog, oh man, she was on point to back that up. She had already sued the establishment, got paid. Her and her family got paid for a racial discrimination case. And everything was beautiful. But the people came to her and said, hey, Candace, you know, you know, you're, you're not all the way liberal, you know, like, you know, like I'm listening to you talking. You got a lot of conservative views. You know what? If you would come over here, man, I could get you so many views yep. and I could make sure that you can get paid if you come over here. And Candace was like, no, 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 nobody all that. Uh, let me don't, don't talk to my people. She come back, they gave her the bag, and she got paid. That's right. So so she went for the bag. She went for the bag, just like Omarosa. Omarosa never said nothing negative about Trump until he fired her. You know, now all of a sudden he's a racist. But she defended him being a racist the whole time she was on the payroll. Mm-hmm. Now he's a racist, something that everybody else has always known. Trump was raised in a racist household. His daddy was a Klansman. Mm-hmm. Raised in a raised in a Klansman household. How can he not be a Klansman? How can he not be racist? But people want to say, well, you know, he's not a racist. Look at all the pictures he had with black people, black celebrities. Look at that. Who don't want to take a picture with a celebrity? I don't care what color you are. 
People like taking pictures. People take pictures with celebrities. And, and furthermore, uh, most of the people that are in those pictures didn't have the knowledge that they have of Trump today. All of these racist things that he said and, and the things that he's done, him and his daddy getting sued for racial discrimination when they was running their uh, apartment complexes in New York and all that stuff. People didn't have all of that knowledge then. So, hell, I even said his name in one of my songs back then because that's what rappers do. You know, we we, we make metaphors for, for power and music and luxury, you know, mm-hmm. and his name, mm-hmm. his name was indicative of power, money. So you say, yeah, you're trying to get rich like Trump, whatever, whatever. But I bet you he can't get nobody to say that. Not, not no real ones. He can't get that, that type of information out there now because we know who he is. He's been exposed. But see, you acknowledge both sides. You acknowledge him, but also the racism we see within the liberal party as well. When you look at who's wrote more racist policy, that would be Biden. That's just the truth. And I'm not standing up for Trump. I'm saying he talks, I, I, I use it like gangs. Because I come from the 90s era, Bloods and Crips. Mm -hmm. Republicans, Blood, Democrats, Crips. He pushing the line for his set, period. Yeah. So I don't expect expect him to move the way I want him to move. The question is, when somebody on my own team, my own set, has wrote racist policy, and I'm I'm not just using Biden as an example, but just in general, Mm -hmm. when do we call that out? And I think when I listen to Candace Owens and all the different conservatives, black people, most of us were raised with a lot of conservative values if you were raised in in an old school you know, mm-hmm. era. It's not that I, I think they make uh, make a lot of good points, just as well as Democrats make a lot of good points. My mm-hmm. thing is when they right. attach themselves to Trump. Like you can't just make a just make your point. If it's anti-abortion or if it's hey, we need more economic opportunities. We want people to get paid, get the bag. Because that's a Republican view. That's not a Democrat view about getting that money. And all rappers want to get that money. Second Amendment, being able to protect yourself. Rappers, but right. they don't push nothing else. They push that. So a lot of those views are conservative values. But my problem is they attach it. To Trump. Yeah. Every time you got to attach, just stay, t- tell me where you stand without attaching it to any politician for that matter. Yeah. And that that's where I find the issue because then it, it doesn't bring balance. And like you said, you never call out the other side for what they do. You focus on us. And when I hear little things like, oh, Democrats think you stupid. No, you are saying that because that's what you believe. It ain't what they believe. That's but, what but, you believe. But they're also saying that as, as a way to manipulate your energy. Right. You know, you Bully know they, they, uh-huh. they're saying it in a way to try to, to try to shame you into voting for the other side. So that think we're right. stupid. The that's Democrats right. think we're stupid. So you're right. The person that's saying that, they think we're stupid. Right. So they think mm-hmm. we're stupid enough to hear them say the call us to insinuate that we might be stupid. That's right. <laughs> so that we vote for them. So, right, that's called the pimp game one on one. Anything know about the pimp game yeah, can see that right. straight through. <laughs> get off the Democratic plantation. Well, what's the alternative? Come to the Republican plantation? They won't right, because they all plantations. Say, right. Get off the Democratic plantation. Well, okay, well, damn, I don't want to be on the Democratic plantation. Let me get off. Where can I go? Come on over here. Well, that's the Republican <laughs> plantation. So, so that's what they want. They want you to get off that one and come over here. You have to. It's like asking a guy to come off the streets, right? I want you to get out the streets. My brother was in the streets, right? I had to give him an alternative. I can't just say get out of the streets. I got to mm-hmm. give him a, a better alternative to being in the streets. What? Give me a better alternative. The reason why the Republicans have such a hard time attracting Black people is because the Klan is too comfortable in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the hate groups, the the, the, the Klan. The neo-Nazis, the white nationalists, mm-hmm. all of these people are in the Republican Party. They all identify with the Republican Party because 
They're closer to their values. You know what their you know what the Republican Party values? It's their their values is is to make sure that. Well, let me put it. Let me back up. That's all I was about to say. To make sure that black folks don't don't advance, but that's pretty much all of their policies. But they are loud about it. The the biggest difference between, in my opinion, between the white liberal and and and, and the white conservative, is that. The white conservative is just more crud. You know, they're 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 rude, you know, they're loud, and they'll tell you to your face they don't like you. Why at the same time, the white liberal is over here sticking it to you the whole time. They're doing the same thing. But they but they smile in your face, you know, laugh behind your back. These people over here, they're gonna do it in your face. So, in my opinion, we just need to do our own thing. We need to just do our own thing, hold our votes, and if we're gonna do business, we can do business with them. Look, we do business with people every day that that we wouldn't trust with our with the code to our phone, you know, or or the code to our bank, you know, our bank account, our online banking, right? <laughs> we do business with those type of people every day, so we can do business with the Democrats or the Republicans. What y'all gonna give us though? See what I'm saying? Nissan has a car for everyone. And that means every driver who wants more, whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of the pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder. The vehicle with the muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan. Because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Yeah, what do you mean hold your vote? Because as we, I want to be clear about what's your position, what's your message as we move forward with this election. When you say hold the vote, are you talking about focus on state and local elections? Because that's obviously important. You know, there's real issues out there that I tell people, like in Florida, for example, a 15 increasing the minimum wage, $15 an hour is on the ballot, but for you can actually vote to by 2024 to have minimum wage. It don't have anything, it don't have shit to do with Trump and Biden. When you say hold the vote, are you saying be strategic and focus on state and local? Or are you saying just sit back and hey, y'all figure out what what, what deal you going to bring to the table, Republicans and Democrats, and whenever y'all bring the right deal, we're going to move forward. Be clear and tell us what do you, what is Willie D saying on what you believe how people should be moving forward on November 3rd? Hold the vote, focus on state and local elections, because that's where your power is. That's where you're going to get almost immediate results for your vote. Like you can, you can actually walk up to your city council person. You can meet that person. You can take a picture. You can have their phone number. You can have the, get the phone number to the mayor, you know, controller, the, the commissioner. You know these people. You can get close to these people. You can see your vote work in damn near real time. That president thing, in my opinion, America has an agenda. That agenda must be, a, be met regardless of who is president. It doesn't matter. I, I personally believe that 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 voting for a president is more of, of a popularity contest. It's all about who you can stand and listen to and and look at for the next four to eight years, because all of them going to have to get in line with whatever that agenda is, that, because they're not the president is not pulling the strings. They 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 are on that. They're on the street at the end of the string. They're not at the top of the string. They're at the end of the string. So they're at the end of the string. So they're not calling the shots. So in my opinion, I think that we would have a, a better, I think that we would have a better chance if we held our vote to get what we wanted. If Biden is not going to give us what we want, then I say, hold the vote and let's let, let's take a look at it another Let's look at it in 2024. Look. So what you're saying, you're not afraid of Trump. And most people on the streets are not. I, I, I'm going to tell you why I'm not afraid of Trump being in there for four more years. Because I'm a rider. And ain't no president going to stop me from getting what I want. And stop me from getting mine. Right? Now, also, if I'm going to look at it bigger than myself, we've survived, we've survived worse than Trump. We've survived actual presidents who own slaves. Trump just wants to own slaves. We've survived presidents who've owned slaves. We've survived the Congress where the majority of the Congress owned slaves. This is why it was so hard. People don't understand why it was so hard to get rid of slavery. All of the lawmakers are benefiting from slavery. The bankers were benefiting from slavery. The bankers, the bankers were repossessing human beings. 
Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. Look it up. It's in their history. They repossessed human beings. Okay? So all of them, the transportation industry, the medical industry, education, all of them had a hand in slavery. All of them benefited from slavery. All of the major institutions in America, every single one of them benefited from slavery. So this is why it was so hard to get rid of it. So I'm saying that I think that if we were to hold our vote, it would be more valuable than just giving it away. If Biden is not going to give us what we want, okay, he gave, look, Kamala Harris, black VP, okay, black woman, cool. What, okay, what is she gonna do while she in there? Cause we already went through this with Obama for eight years. You know, what do we feel safer today than we did? Ask yourself for anybody that got a problem with what I'm saying. Do you feel safer today than you did eight years ago? And so what do you say to people when they say, well, Willie D, you can afford for Trump to be in four more years. I can't afford it because of my current situation. I need, you know, Democratic leadership in in order to survive. I have to get Trump out because I can't afford for Trump to be in four more years because I see that my life is going to get worse. Now, before you, my answer to that is I tell people the reason why the fear tactic doesn't work for Trump, for most people, even poor people, not rich people, not middle class people, for poor people, because they've already lost everything. People that are most afraid are people that have power because they don't want to lose power. White folks have always had power. They've right. always dominated. So this election, they're more afraid. If we're going to go with the fear tactic, they're more afraid of me being in power and them losing their power than I could ever be afraid of me losing something I never had. What I mean is, right. even if you say, hey, you're going to go back, you'll be homeless. Well, guess what? I've been homeless. If they say, you're gonna, we're going to take your car, guess what? I've lost that too. If they say, we're going to take your income. I've lost that too. So I try to tell people that the people that I talk to and people that I know the reason why they're not afraid of Trump being in four more years because they've already lost it before. They've lost it, got it back, lost it, got it back, lost it, got it's a It's a normal thing to me. Pandemic. I'm always on pandemic mode, but I'm not, I, I'm not, a, and I'm not a rich woman. And I say we need to use our vote, you know, for leveraging to the man more. So what do you say when they say, well, Willie, you got money. If Trump's in four more years, it doesn't affect you. And I will say to people with this, because you're already straight, you really have no reason to fight for poor people. Why would you, if you're straight, what, what's your point? What do you get out of fighting for poor people? Like, make that right. make sense. So when they ask you, when they say you have money, Willie, you can afford for, for Trump to be in four more years. I'm middle class. I can't afford for Trump to be in four more years, so I can't afford to hold my vote. How do you speak to that? Because my question is, well, when do we ever hold this shit then? When does the negotiation yeah. ever start? Because if, yeah. I, if if Democrats want Trump out so bad, don't you think that this will be the time, if any, if there was any time for them to negotiate? If, if not now, if they want him out so bad, what, what's your answer to, to that? Every four years, it's the same thing. Every four, every four years, we get the same story. It's the fear, fear factor. It's the Fear, man, is man, we gotta get him out, gotta get him out, we're gonna die, we're gonna get gonna kill us, they're gonna put us back in slavery. <laughs> every four years, every four years, it's the same story. I would say to them, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can tell a little story that 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 could perhaps persuade them. Get a get a bird's eye view on how I see it, right? So imagine you have a child. Your child goes to school and Cuss the teacher out, fight every day, don't do his or her homework, come home, cuss you out, don't do chores, throw wild parties when you leave the house, 
and you still allow them to go to the party on the weekend. What is the incentive for them to change? Mm-hmm. There is none. So if Biden, if we're going to just give out, if we're going to continue to not get anything, I mean something drastic. If we're not going to continue, we're going to continue to not get anything for our vote, then we may as well hold it until it's respected. Okay, so it's like if 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 a, if a dude is 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 having uh, sexual relations with a woman and he ain't got to invest in that woman, if he ain't got to court her, take her out, do something nice for her every now and then, maybe buy a nice little gift or something, if he can just come in and hit it and quit and be gone. He gonna keep coming in and hitting. That's right. (laughs) What is is the incentive for him to do anything different? What is the incentive for him to take you out? Mm -hmm. What is the incentive for him to buy you something nice? Or, you know, maybe you're struggling financially and he got a boatload of money. What is the incentive for him to help you out with the rent or the light bill? There is none Mm -hmm. because he getting it anyway. You know, it's like it's like almost like have dating a dude who owns a car dealership and you're riding the bus. That's it. I, I talk about that all, the folks, side chick mentality. Absolutely. Man, black folks are riding the bus and the Democrats own the dealership. They got a cold car dealership as black folks are walking and riding the bus. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes absolutely no sense. Ain't no way I would be dating a woman who owns a dealership and I'm riding the bus or walking. You know, I can do bad by myself. So we can do bad all by ourselves if we held that block. If we held that block, maybe they say, well, we know what? We're going to do what we want to do anyway. And by the way, even if we held our vote, in which I think a record number of black people are going to hold their vote this time around, I think Biden is going to win anyway because it is very difficult to uh, for an incumbent to win an election fair and square. I got to say fair and square to win an election when there is civil unrest and there's a bad economy. You might be able to get by with one, but not both. Mm -hmm. You got a bad economy and you got civil unrest. No president in the history of American politics has been able to uh, get reelected when the economy was bad and you had civil unrest. Yeah. So. And I, I tell people I wouldn't be surprised if Trump win. Uh, and but he would have to cheat. Yeah. He would have to cheat. Yeah, well, yeah. But he cheated first. But he cheated once. He cheated once, so he could cheat again. So that's not a big. Yeah, deal. we talking about we talking about gangster shit. So yeah, yeah. It, it yeah exactly. <laughs> Whether you cheat, whatever it is, I wouldn't be surprised. And the reason why I say that is because I do not see strategy on the Democrat side. This plan your vote campaign that they're doing, this absentee ballot shit, makes no sense to me. I feel if if you're a senior and you're disabled and you can't get to the polls, get an absentee. But it really should be pushing everybody to the polls, just like you go to Walmart, CVS, everything else, crawl over glass, wear a mask. When I look at how they riding over there for Trump and I look at the eight swing states that they're focused on and we're not even talking about that we're not even making sure that the small percent of black people in those eight swing states get to the polls and when we look at all the tricks in the bag like Florida and the the last minute move they pulled on felons giving them the right to vote and now they have to pay fees in order to vote which you know ain't nobody gonna do and certainly ain't nobody gonna show up to risk going to jail for it so when I look up our lack lack of strategy I say that even with those two things in place I would still would not be surprised if Trump win because we just simply don't have the strategy 
strategy. If I ask 10 people on the street, what is Biden's uh, campaign slogan? How many people know? People don't even know what it is. They don't know if it's the soul of America, strong and together. You don't know what it is. If I ask those same 10 people, what is Trump's slogan? Every single one of them, whether they hate them or not, know that it's what? Make, Make America, America great, great again. again. There is terrible branding on our side. There's no synergy. Why would you be hoping you're expecting a disenfranchised group that already don't vote, already don't go election day, and now you're asking them to go online, order an absentee. You're hoping that it gets to them on time. You're hoping that they put it in the mail on time. You're hoping it's postmark on time. You're hoping it gets to the supervised elections, on, get there in the first place and on time. And I'm not even talking about fraud. I'm talking about the fact that 200,000 uh, absentee ballots in North Carolina just came back undeliverable. Not fraud, just wrong addresses. Mm -hmm. Then you're hoping that it actually gets counted. How the hell you know if it gets counted? It's not like you get a return receipt that says, yes, we've counted your vote. You know, so you're hoping all of those things from well-body able Americans that can get their ass up and go to the polls. So I have to wonder why are y'all putting so money into, into this absentee thing? And that's where the argument, I'm being objective, that's where the argument comes from the Republican side. Well, no, it's Democrats trying to cheat. And Trump is already saying, well, yeah, they're going to be cheating. And you have to wonder why are y'all doing that, Democrats? Are you planning on making a move? If so, okay, cool. But it doesn't make sense to me. Or are you trying to give this election to Trump? What are you doing? Why? It's, I don't understand why that would be the strategy. If it's so important to get people to the polls, you're going to Walmart, you're going to CVS. Every election poll is not this idea of waiting in line over two and three hours. Some of them are like that, a lot of the college campuses. But guess what? People, the, the kids are not even at the college campuses. Most of the, the colleges, they're at home. So why are they not pushing? Go vote early. Go in person if you can. Or hell, wait in the line like you do for everything else. It just doesn't make, from an operative standpoint, it makes me feel that something is fishy. And I believe that it's on both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans, because there just hasn't been any synergy uh, across the board. Well, you say you want some gangster shit from the Democrats there. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Tell me something. <laughs> Tell me something. I mean, because it, it got to be because yeah. it just makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. And maybe they are going to do it. But I'd rather you just say straight up, I'm going to steal this shit. I mean, I, I only understand straight up. Gangsta. I, don't, I don't understand talking to because Trump said straight up. I may or may not turn over the power. Right. Just to deal with it. You'll see how it go. I, I'm looking well, for I, that. I, 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 I'm I, looking. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I wish like hell. I wish like hell. Like if that happened. And he actually got kicked out of office. I, I, like if he lost, I wish like hell there was some kind of way I could get the call to be the guy to take him out of office. <laughs> I swear to God, I run up in there and drag his ass out butt naked. Like, bitch, get your bitch ass. I drag this man out, get your punk ass, kick him all in his ass. I'm like, man, get your motherfucking ass out of here. You like, gonna be going to man, the I, band with be like, man, get your ragged ass. Get out of here, you know. I wish like hell I could get that job. Man, you, we don't want you going to the pen because you damn sure you go to. No, I'm saying you're I gonna wouldn't be going go. to the pen. No, no, no yeah. I, I wouldn't go if I had the authority. They have to give me the authority. Yeah. If I got the authority, <laughs> if I got the authority from the government, if the, if the government yeah. told me, "Hey, man, look, it's your job, Willie D. Look, go on in there." <laughs> You get him out of that, get him. Man, I go in, I go in there with all of the power of the ancestors. I like, man, get you. Man, I, yeah, I wish they would give me the job to remove him. I would remove him free of charge. And I would do this for the American people. Well, I appreciate having you today. I thought it was important. Uh, because a lot of folks that follow you, they hear you talking about Trump and hear you also pushing Democrats. And that's a hard message for people to, they, they can't, understand how the both can you can still believe both 
and, and still have a, a mind for our people. So I wanted to have an extended conversation with you. I know you interview a lot of folks, but it was important to me for you to be interviewed, you know, to tell your story and, and how important it is. Throughout this next 30 days, I'll be interviewing folks from the Republican side, Democrat side, both both sides, just so people can, you know, make their own decision. I don't tell people how to move, how to vote. Uh, what I say is I'm authentic. My record is what it is. I've been fighting for black folks, period, you know, since I've been on the microphone. And I've been offered that same bag that have been offered to other people to say, hey, why don't you come over here and rock with us? And just like you, right. I decided to say, no, I'm going to commit to myself and commit to my voice first. And because of this opportunity of Black Effect Podcast, I have an opportunity to have extended conversations from what people may not see on Fox News. People see me three, four minutes on Fox News and they think because I'm challenging Democrats that I'm shitting on my people. That'll never happen. Publicly, private, I fall for Black people on Fox News and will continue to. And then when people follow me, Willie, like Fox News views, they follow me. They think, oh yeah, she's a, like whoever in these conservative spaces. Mm -hmm. But then when they follow me and they see that ain't really what it is, I'm a sister for real. They unfollow me. And right. so I really wanted an opportunity here to be able to have these longer form conversations to really get an idea. Because like you, similar to you, I sit down and have a meeting with anybody. Anything, because you're not going to move me one way or the other. I know the pimp game. So I know how I go. I know where I stand. But I think these conversations are important. So I appreciate having you today. Is there anything yeah. else you want people to know on anything upcoming you're working on? Uh, and I know about the Willie D Show, but if you can let them know about the Willie D Show, where they can find you and anything you want to say before we get out of here. The main takeaway is that the vote is for sale. My soul is not. Mm. You did? So that that's why I'm at with it. You know, like I'm not going to I'm not going to be silent for somebody else to be comfortable, mm -hmm. especially someone who is uh, is benefiting from oppression. For my people, especially, I'm not going to be silent for you to be comfortable. I have white business associates. I got white friends, like real white friends who rode for me when I was locked up and when my own family members did. So but I'm not going to be silent for them mm -hmm. to be comfortable. Like, we're going through a lot of shit in this country right now. You know, people are, I mean, you get black people that get killed when they're sleeping. You get black people get killed when they're uh, sitting on their couch eating ice cream in the privacy of their own home. You get black people get killed playing with toys in the park. Mm -hmm. Black people walking home from the store getting killed, sitting in your car at the park. All kinds of ways they may just existing black people getting killed. And you think I'm going to be silent for you to be comfortable? You can kick rocks. If you can't understand that, if you don't have any empathy for what we're going through, man, you can kick rocks. And that goes for my fans also, because we have a lot of white fans, a whole lot. We have more white fans, actually, than we have any other type of fans. That's right, because that's who but, was buying hip hop. That's right. Yeah. And, but but if they don't understand that I'm that I'm a ride for my people, if they don't understand about all of these, these atrocities going on and that I need to speak on this. Hey, man, they can kick rocks. In fact, they can kick rocks if they ain't speaking on it. How about mm -hmm, that? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. You know, as far as finding me, I'm on Willie D Live on, across all platforms. So I ain't hard to find. You know it. Well, man, I appreciate you use your platform. I'm just scrolling through your your Instagram. And I mean, you you own it every day. You, you could be talking about so many different things, Willie. So I just want to say appreciative uh, to the from the bottom of my heart. Not only just what you're doing now, but what you've done 
in music, in hip hop, in shaping. The Ghetto Boys, and I, I'm saying this for my, my West Coast friends, was the only thing that they really rocked in the West mm-hmm. that, that, that had the same type of love. Matter of fact, Scarface, I plugged him uh, with a friend of mine when he was paralyzed mm-hmm. and he was in the hospital and he, he made a phone call to him and just really changed his life because they rocked that hard in the West and it was very few songs or very few Southern groups. You remember, because back then it was all about East, West, South, you know, pick a side, right. you know, who wasn't really a lot of mix. Right. And what you guys have done has been able to transcend so many different, you know, like you said, races, backgrounds, regions, East Coast, West Coast, and, and the South. And so I hope that or what I can, I don't have to hope, what I can see is you're able to, to make those same transitions in the political space. And that's really what it's about, being on the microphone just as you was then, now, yeah. but and still telling a story. You can rap about it or you can talk about it, but regardless, you are still been purposed for this time in this season to tell a story. Right. And God has his hand on you. And even though we cussing prophets and street prophets and all of that, the only way you can move through this space and move authentically is to know that your creator has you here for something bigger. And those who don't get that never will. And uh, as you, I am not one to beg folks to get it. You can just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, allies are good, but soldiers are better because allies can flip on you at any moment. One minute you're with me, next minute you're not. Allies will get you killed and they can get you in jail because they're the first ones telling. So I appreciate allies but it ain't nothing like a frontline soldier that's ready to rock, ready to fire, and ready to die for what they believe in. So yeah. I want to thank you again for being a frontline soldier in this movement, willing to put it all on the line with everything to lose, and but everything to give. And so I appreciate you, King. We love you. We love you as black men. Likewise. Maybe I can have you come back later on after election season. We can talk about relationships and some other fun stuff I want to get in. I want to get into. But right now, thank you for lending your voice during this political season. Absolutely. And those who are listening, again, please follow Willie D. Listen to what he has to say. You know him. But if you have not linked in with Willie D on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, please do and listen to what this brother has to say, even if you disagree and even if you don't like it. And like I always say, you may not have liked his message, but your damn sure gonna respect it. At the end of the day, I always say use it, lose it, but I can't make you choose it. But on November 3rd, you will have to make a choice. And I ask people to vote your conscience. And if you decide to hold your vote, what's your next move after that? If you decide to vote for Biden, if you're going for the lesser of the two evils, what's your next move after that? The work continues on November 4th, not just November 3rd. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.